Welcome to San Francisco City Insider, the San Francisco Chronicle podcast on the people and politics making headlines in the city by the bay. I'm Chronicle columnist Heather Knight. I'm here today with Madeline Dangerfield Cha, co-founder of Mona Me, an app that connects volunteers around the Bay Area with isolated seniors needing help and company. She's talking today about how to stay connected to each other and avoid loneliness as we all shelter in place. San Francisco Mayor London Breed has endorsed Mona Me and asked San Franciscans to volunteer their services during the coronavirus pandemic. Madeline Dangerfield Cha, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Here, uh, hypothetically, but (laughs) here virtually with you. We're doing this on Skype. We'll have to meet in person someday. (laughs) I look forward to that, too. Um, Well, I don't speak French, but I looked it up and Mon Ami means my friend. I was wondering if you can tell me how you got the idea for Mon Ami and when you founded it and what exactly it does. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, Mon Ami is a company that I founded with a classmate at um, the business school at Stanford while we were um, getting our our MBAs, and that was in 2018. Um, Mon Ami means my friend, and uh, the first person that um, I started visiting is someone that I still see every week currently on FaceTime, um, but uh-huh. he's a retired French professor from Stanford with Parkinson's disease. Oh, wow. And uh, he and I started a memoir project together. Um, uh, and and we've been working on that for the last two years. Was he a professor of yours or how did you know him originally? No, not a professor of mine, just just someone that I've gotten to know, you know, when we started the company offering these um, social and assistance visits for seniors provided, you know, mostly by college students. Um, we posted on Nextdoor um, and uh, sent out the word on various mailing lists to, to see if there was interest from the community. And um, the response was amazing, you know, just having folks who were um, dealing with different um, disabilities or um, cognitive impairments that were increasing uh, with age meant that they couldn't take advantage of senior centers and other social programs and having somebody coming directly to them and and, um, offering this really one-on-one focused attention and care um, has made such a difference. Um, So that's what we built our technology around to support being able to make these matches and um, obviously, we're we're not visiting in person right now, um, but we have um, now opened it up to be this, um, you know, volunteer matching service to support anyone who's immunocompromised um, due to age or or other conditions with, you know, phone calls, video calls, errand runs, grocery prescription, etc. Um, and and it's been really amazing to see the technology have a whole new use case. Mm-hmm. And how did you originally get the idea? It's not something you would kind of think that a a college student would necessarily consider. (laughs) Well, um, I was raised in a really intergenerational household by um, uh, my mom and my maternal grandmother. And um, I am talking to my my Gaga, Kathy, every day um, during the pandemic. Uh Um, She's in Cleveland, Ohio. But um, the the importance of those intergenerational relationships was always really clear to me um, and how it shaped me. And, and, you know, my Gaga and I have all the same tastes in books and movies. She, you know, took me to the art museum when I was a tiny baby. And, 
Um, so having that when you are a young person living away from your family for the first time, like it just, I know how grounding it can be. Um, my co-founder Joy, um, worked for the WHO on their aging team, um, in Japan. She's, um, volunteered in hospice and dementia care settings since high school. She's just an incredibly old soul. Um, so when we found each other at business school, um, we really started working together right away and we're iterating on lots of different ways to bring the generations together and um, looking at intergenerational childcare, um, daycare facilities, ways to structure senior living around, you know, having the generations come together and, and where we ultimately landed was, was on um, the Monami app. Mm-hmm. And so how does the app work? Is it sort of like a dating app, but for, <laughs> for friends? <laughs> or? Um, it puts a lot more of the technology use onto the volunteers or companions as we call them. Uh-huh. Um, we, uh, I have seniors coming to us either through a nonprofit partner um, or just coming to our website after they hear about us online and um, they fill out a short form and then um, we on the technology side can take care of the rest. So we um, match them to a volunteer and then in the app, the volunteer can schedule their calls or errand runs. Um, They can submit receipts for reimbursement via PayPal um, and share information on how a senior is doing back with either the organization or a family member, um, letting them know that, you know, they they talked about um, their favorite movies or um, someone's history growing up during the Depression or, you know, all sorts of things um, and just how much that is um, really impacting them and and, um, enriching their lives on both sides. Mm -hmm. And how do you decide what would make a good match? Like, what are you looking for in terms of the volunteer and the older person? I mean, it matters so much to us that um, people are building really meaningful friendships um, as a result of, you know, something that's sort of scary and difficult for all of us. Um, So we are first and foremost matching on um, just this uh, like shared interests um, people who have the same taste in books or movies, sports, um, also languages, location, you know, our, our technology really takes a lot of the guesswork out of, you know, whether someone is close enough to be able to help deliver prescriptions. Um, so that uh, sort of machine learning algorithm aspect of it um, is, is helpful to make it as, as quick as possible in responding to the needs of the pandemic. And are you all over the Bay Area? Yeah, yeah, we've um, we've served folks um, up into um, Napa and Sonoma counties, and down to San Jose and in East Bay, as well as you know, obviously concentrating in San Francisco with our our partnership with the mayor. Mm-hmm. And how many pairs had you matched before the pandemic started, and then what kind of uptick have you seen since the shelter in place rules went into effect? Yeah, we've served um, four hundred. Over 400 families um, in our uh, previous business. Um, And uh, since the pandemic, we've had hundreds of people signing up, um, especially since the mayor's announcement, just an overwhelming response um, of, you know, an outpouring of of love really mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. wanting to to connect in in this time and um so much gratitude from both sides at just having a a place where they can um you know commit to each other and and create some shared meaning from this and how did your partnership with city hall get started 
the mayor announced several days ago that yeah. she was supporting <laughs> Mona Me and wanting more volunteers. Really amazing. Um, actually, uh, Claire Farley is in her office um, as a director of their transgender right. initiatives. She's been on this podcast before. <laughs> she's so amazing. She is. Um, and her husband um, has been a Monami companion for many months now. Oh, wow. Um, and was um, visiting with seniors in San Francisco. And so Claire had personally seen the app at work and um, reached out to us herself to say, I think that this technology could really help a lot of the organizations that are supporting isolated seniors during the pandemic. And, and she proposed the, the pilot that we're doing with, with um, Open House and um, Karen, their executive director, who's been really, really amazing at you know, immediately mobilizing all of their folks to start calling the 3,000 seniors that they touch in San Francisco and particularly serving LGBTQ seniors who might not have the family, children, networks of support um, that other seniors have access to, just like an amazing, amazing way to, to be able to spring into action. And so if somebody listening wants to volunteer, how should they go about that? Um, our website is www.monami.io, M-O-N-A-M-I.io. And the link to sign up to be a volunteer or to request support is right at the top of our page. It takes about 10 minutes and just asks for uh, questions that'll help us get you matched um, to somebody in need. And uh, and then we um, invite you into our um, Slack group and uh, have you download our app. And that's when you'll start getting notifications about opportunities near you. I'll be right back with Madeline Dangerfield-Cha, co-founder of Mona Me. I'm Heather Knight, and I'm back with Madeline Dangerfield-Cha. What are you hearing from seniors now that they're not really supposed to leave their homes much at all? Are you hearing that they're feeling more isolated? It's always um, a concern for seniors who live on their own, but is it even worse now, would you say? Definitely. Um, I have a number of senior friends scattered throughout the city as a result of my work, and you know, we're texting and, and talking constantly about um, just the the acuteness of um, feeling like the world has really shrunk, um, but also what an incredible difference it makes to be able to connect on the phone or on a FaceTime call um, to bring the world to them. Um, and, you know, I have a, a friend in San Francisco who's 100, um, and she is, like, just as feisty as ever. I think I interviewed um, her. Is that Angela? Yeah, yeah, Angela Little. She's <laughs> yeah. just she and I actually have the same birthday. It's oh, wow. January twelfth. Um, so we she's like my How old are you? I'm thirty-two. Okay. <laughs> and um she recently turned a hundred. And so um just like her experience of the world and how many of these things that she's seen, um, it's just amazing to hear that this is it does feel like a a totally unique and unprecedented experience to her as well um and and the fact that we're you know living it together I think brings us closer and are you hearing from um seniors that they're also scared since the disease is worse it seems the older you get you're going to have a harder time recovering are they talking to you about that aspect yeah, I'm definitely hearing an increased level of anxiety um, where, um, you know, mortality, I think, for everybody is feeling closer 
um, and more real than, you know, in our, our day-to-day lives. Um, but I'm also hearing that that is allowing for people to appreciate their shared connections more um, and to really like focus on what's important, um, which I think is, you know, one of the main gifts of, you know, volunteering in this time or the the outreach that we're doing is um, giving a lot of people a reminder that this is something that we should be doing all the time. Um, and, and hopefully if that's one thing that, that comes out of this experience, that'll be better for everybody. What is your advice for people of any age who live by themselves and are feeling really lonely or isolated right now? Do you have tips on how to combat that? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously there are so many people in our country who are experiencing loneliness and isolation even before the pandemic. And um, some might talk about it as like a loneliness epidemic of its own. Um, The real challenge, I think, in, you know, having spoken to so many folks over the last two years about this specifically is how much it's almost like a self-reinforcing feedback loop or cycle where like when I start to feel lonely and isolated, I am much less likely to reach out for support and not reaching out makes it, makes those feelings worse. Like it just, it's, it compounds. Um, And that is even more true now than it has been in the past because the only way to get connection is to reach out by phone or um, by text and say, I'm, I'm having a hard time, you know, can you, can you talk today and being vulnerable and asking for that, that support. Um, but the benefit is that taking those small actions can stop the cycle and build it up in the opposite direction. The more you reach out, even just like this, the simplest text or gesture, um, they really return back in larger and larger ways over time as you, you know, really commit your energy and fight the feeling that like I'm alone or I'm not cared for. There are certainly people, um, who are, who are there to listen. Um, and our volunteers are, are some of them. And for people who don't have the time to volunteer, but want to, um, help in some way, do you have tips for, you know, the adult children or grandchildren of seniors on what they can do to, to help out, even if they're not an official volunteer? Oh my God. Call your grandma every day, (laughs) like five minutes. That's all it takes is like, call your loved one. Even if you think they're fine, even if they're telling you they're fine, like it's still going to light people up to know that they're being thought of Mm -hmm. and, um, send them a funny meme. Like Mm -hmm. my Gaga absolutely loves like the cat videos. Like it's just, you know, it, it can be just as simple as what anyone might do with their own friends yeah. that feels like it's, you know, maybe not a part of this relationship with this older loved one that I have, you know, we don't text as often or that's not as, you know, familiar in this relationship, but it really can be, it's, it can, it can be um, just as simple as, as something that you might send to your, your best friend from college or from, from high school. Are you finding that seniors are getting more tech savvy because they kind of have to be to be stay connected? Yes. Right now? <laughs> So Monami is also offering these like virtual group visits uh-huh. um, free of charge for folks. So we've offered um, family band concerts, chair yoga. Um, we're doing a play pretty soon with um, a bunch of actors in New York. Um, so we have done 
way more Zoom tutorials in the the last couple of weeks than, of course, anyone had anticipated doing. Um, but it's been delightful, you know, like the the technology is um, intimidating for the first use. And then once you have done it once and, and you've gotten the hang of it, like it just becomes so much smoother and, and more accessible. And then, you know, we're seeing that multiply in its own ways. So right. that part has been very fun and funny. Cool. <laughs> Great. Well, you've survived the serious questions and now it's time for our <laughs> lightning round. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so I understand you live on the peninsula, but you do a lot of work in the city. So you can answer these questions, San Francisco centric or Bay Area wide. It's up to you. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Where is your favorite place in the city or otherwise to get a burrito? Um, my favorite place to get a burrito, there's a taqueria in um, Palo Alto called Sancho's. It's okay. pretty excellent. <laughs> what is your favorite movie filmed in San Francisco? Vertigo. Where is your favorite place to get a stiff drink? Back when bars were open. <laughs> um, I actually um, don't drink myself. Okay. Um, but my favorite place to have tea would probably be um, the Verve Coffee Roasters um, on University Ave in Palo Alto. Okay. What was the last book you read? Um, I am currently reading a book of short stories by um, a Swedish author named Tove Jansen. It's called The Woman Who Borrowed Memories. And a lot of the characters are in isolation, you know, by choice. They live on these like remote Swedish islands. Um, And I'm just finding it very therapeutic in a time of forced isolation. Hmm, That's a good Um, tip. Yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. What was your first concert? Um, I'm pretty sure my first concert was with my Gaga. We went to see the Everly Brothers, which is one of our favorites. <laughs> um, Bye Bye Love is like our favorite song. Aww. What are you doing to pass the time during Shelter in Place? During Shelter in Place, I'm obviously matching a lot of volunteers and seniors, and that's pretty much the best. Um, I am also organizing a lot of um, Zoom game nights. Um, Dominion is one of my all-time favorites, and it actually has a very good online version dominion.games um so we are having dominion night parties with our friends in chicago and washington dc and do you have a favorite anecdote you've heard about how other people are coping with shelter in place like any new hobbies or creative ways to pass the time um our uh cto steve is a bread baker uh-huh. you know even before bread baking became <laughs> the craze sourdough starters pandemic. are all the rage right now he had one you know in his kitchen for the last couple of months he's taught one of our um operations associates akua how to bake bread um they've made hala together more recently and he had made some brioche dough and Akua biked over to his house and stood on his tree lawn and Steve threw her a ball of dough <laughs> wrapped wow. in saran wrap <laughs> um, awesome. so that she could go and bake some of her own, which was my favorite uh, <laughs> bread story. I want someone to throw bread at me. Throw bread at me. <laughs> <laughs> what advice do you have for people like myself with the opposite problem who have two little kids that you cannot get away from and would like... <laughs> Would like some alone time? Um, I would say, actually, um, your kids are such a gift to seniors and others who don't have them. 
Um, and if they could be entertained by somebody on Zoom who would, you know, be leading a craft or um, singing a couple songs and, and like that could give you a minute to step away um, and would brighten somebody else's day. <laughs> yes. Um, we would be happy to help connect you to some seniors who could, who <laughs> that's could a use good idea. that. Yeah. They do FaceTime with their grandparents in England every day at 11. So that's been really sweet. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Last question. What is something you always make sure to squeeze into your busy day? Um, I always make sure to call my Gaga. Great. She is the the light of my life. Aww. And um, the fact that we are now like really making time for, um, you know, speaking to the people who, who matter and, and um, who are on their own. Like that's, that's um, every day at five. Oh Aww. my Gaga. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was really fun to talk to you. Thanks, Heather. I really appreciate it. And thanks for all the great reporting that you're doing. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you to Madeline Dangerfield Cha for joining me today, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and to you for listening. If you want to support San Francisco City Insider and the newsroom that creates it, become a member of the San Francisco Chronicle. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash pod. I'm Heather Knight. Thanks for listening.